Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. My name is Tommy. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? Doing well. You know, it's uh, we're, we're recording this on Friday night, so it was a good night for uh, Wisconsin sports. Yes, the evening. Bucks edge out a win against the Knicks in the first game of the in-season tournament, which is exciting. Had to hold our breath there a little bit at the end, but they they pulled it out in the end, thankfully. Uh, We are here today to talk to you a little bit about the upcoming Packers game, however, against the Los Angeles Rams coming this Sunday, here to preview everything about it. But before we get into that, just wanted to pitch a couple of things. Uh, If you like what you hear here today, come give us a follow on Twitter, at FatherSonPacker. We tweet out when we have any statistics that we find interesting. We tweet out when we have new episodes coming out. Um, We tweet out articles we find interesting, pieces of Packers news, uh, interesting videos, etc., etc. One-stop shopping for everything Titletown. And then come subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We even put all our episodes out on YouTube as well, so you can check them out there. If you subscribe to us there, it would really help our numbers, so we would appreciate it. But, Dad... Let's get into it. Let's start talking about this game with the Rams coming up. I know with the way Packers football has been going the last four games, it's hard to get excited, but we're going to do it anyways. Packers, Rams, Packers are favorite. How about we could get somehow. excited, but we could get excited, but just not optimistic. That's fair. I guess we can get. The thing is, they're just. It's been <laughs> such a tough watch the last four weeks, but I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get excited and get my heart hurt again because that's what we do. Um, but before we get into any of the actual stuff surrounding the game let's start with the injury report dad uh this is friday so we have the official injury report uh as we speak for the packers only two players on the injury report uh with statuses uh, and that is rudy ford who is questionable after being a limited participant on thursday but did not practice on friday uh and then quay walker is also questionable he practiced wednesday and thursday but then popped up with a tight groin on friday uh so he did not participate in practice on Friday. Matt LaFleur said he kind of came in feeling tight per Rob Domofsky on Twitter. Uh, and then uh, Matt LaFleur actually also said they've recently done a deep dive into their abundance of soft tissue injuries per Rob Domofsky on Twitter, which, you know, better late than never, I guess. Um, and then the other thing Look, is that... We're not going to have enough bodies to finish the season. I know, right? Everybody's going to be like, you know, with a wrapped up. Well, speaking of bodies to finish the season... the the safety position is looking extra questionable this week because if Ford is out, we could be down to Levitt and Owens at safety, which is not great. Um, on the Rams side, oh, don't forget uh, AJJ. I, it's true. That's true. But it it looks like they want to go Owens and, and Levitt because that's what they did the last time they were down to. Well, but yeah, but they got to have a backup. That's true. That's true. But I'm talking about just who's going to end up starting if Ford can't go. It seems like yes. it's going to be Owens yes. and Levitt. I thought you meant they're only going to have two of those subs. No, no. Um, but who knows? Well, Maybe they will anyway. Going to the we'll Rams. Find out what the call-ups are yesterday, to, uh, tomorrow. Going to the Rams side, though. Yes. Uh, they have seven players with designations. Uh, the first is uh, Rob Havenstein is questionable. He's their right tackle, their starting right tackle. Uh, he did not participate in practice either Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday with a calf injury, and he actually missed uh, last game as well. So that's something to keep an eye on, and I would kind of be surprised if he did play, but he is questionable. It seems like he's via the wrong side of questionable, but I guess not all the way to doubtful. Yep. Uh, And then Kobe Durant uh, with a shoulder injury is uh, questionable, defensive back. Uh, He was limited each day this week. Um, Laryl Murchison, defensive tackle with a knee injury, was limited all week. He is also questionable. Puka Nakua, you might have heard of him, with a knee injury, was limited all week and is questionable. Matthew Stafford, that's the big one that we'll talk about in a second with a right thumb, has not practiced at all this week, is questionable, surprisingly, not out. Um, and did get have to leave their last game against the Cowboys. Uh, and then Ernest Jones, their linebacker, and Hunter Long, their tight end, are going to be out in this game. Um, the big one here, Dad, is Stafford's thumb injury, which is you know generally expected that he's not going to play in this game. I know he is questionable, but I think it would be a bigger surprise if he did, which kind of is reflected by the line with the Packers being favored. But that would mean that Brett Rippon would be starting, uh, which you know would definitely be an advantage for the Packers. Uh, and that's kind of the big thing coming into this game. Obviously, Puka being questionable and their right tackle being questionable are big, but the biggest is always the quarterback. Yeah, and if it, and if it's ripping and they don't have their starting a, a starting tackle, that's rough for them. Is it rough enough for us to put it all together and get a win? That's, that's a so very they're trying question. to give us some. They're trying to give us some hope. Just yeah. when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Yep, they're they're trying to pull us back in in this one because with all these injuries and with Rippon starting 
uh, presumably at quarterback. We're getting into the let's get into the just the meat of the game preview. Unless you had anything you wanted to add on the injury front, you know, it's just the unusual. It seems unusual that there's a our opponent has a worse injury report than we do. I know it's it's such a change of pace. It's it, kind of crazy. Did 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 you like did did I hold this up to a mirror? What's what's going on here? Yeah, it doesn't sound right, huh? We're in upside down land. But for the game. Uh, kind of reflective of the injury report. The Packers are actually favored by three in this one uh, with an over-under line of 39, so an implied score of Green Bay 21, Rams 18. Not exactly expected to be a very high-flying game. Not not really at all, but it's okay. None of the Packers games really have, so far have been, and when they have been, it hasn't really been going our I way. I don't think either team this week is going to be mistaken for the Dolphins. No, not at all. Uh, at least not on offense. Uh, forecast for about 48 and cloudy at kickoff for this game. Game time is noon central. Uh, and don't forget about daylight saving time ending Saturday night. Uh, so, you know, even if you do, you'll be an hour early, but you'll yeah, be an hour early. If you early. forget, you'll have a little bit more uh, tailgating time. It's not, yeah. it's, it, it could be At worse. least there's that. At least there's that. Uh, but yeah, so keep an eye on that one. Uh, but dad, let's move into the meat of our game preview. And let's start with our section, keeping up with the Joneses. And I'm not just talking about Aaron and Caleb, although... You know, both of them have not really been playing that much. So, uh, but the Rams recently, let's just give a little update with them. Uh, they are three and five with three losses in their last four games. So they're on a bit of a skid as well. Uh, averaging 21.9 points per game on offense after only 18.1 last year. Uh, and giving up 23 points per game on defense after 22.6 last year. Uh, on offense by DVOA, they are 10th overall uh, for reference. Green Bay is 21st, 15th in passing and 6th in rushing to Green Bay's 14th and 28th respectively for reference. On defense by DVOA, they have struggled a decent amount more. However, they are 23rd overall. Green Bay is 28th, so, you know, we've been struggling too. Uh, and they're 22nd against the pass and 26th against the run to Green Bay's 27th and 24th respectively. Uh, so, Dad, Rams kind of started the season pretty well, I would say. Uh, but it's been a bit of a skid since then, and with Stafford's injury, it's it's kind of hitting the rocks a little bit for them, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because the offense has been the strength of the team so far this year, and the defense has not. And so I think it's a big difference losing Stafford for them to how this offense is going to perform. And so if the offense falls down to the level of their defense, anything, you know, that's not a good that's not good for them. Anything I was happen. curious. And I put it like some of these comparisons last year because it felt like, you know, okay, they struggled last year. Um, and do, how does this year compare um, to last year? And you know, about the same on defense, better on offense. Yeah. And Stafford's had a really nice year so far for them. It's kind of a shame that he's had trouble staying healthy the past couple of years. But yeah, so... Anything else you want to say about the Rams in general, or should we move on to talking about them in a very nice way? Uh, this is your favorite section. Hey, now keep. Hey, now play nice. Uh, where we kind of say, "You think I'm such a hater? You are a hater." <laughs> but this is the section where we say some nice things about the opponent. Kind of, you know, gas them up a little bit. Give them, give them some, give them some compliments before we bring them back down to earth in the second half. But Dad, what nice things do you have to say about the Rams in this one? I, I picked like the just a wide receiver duo of. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup um, are both really good. Right now, this year, Nakua is third in the league with 795 receiving yards, and, and he's a rookie. He's second in targets, only to Stefan Diggs. He's fourth in first downs converted, so this is among, all among receivers, and he's seventh in the league in PFF receiving grade. Meanwhile, Cup, he only won the receiving triple triple crown just two years ago. Um, he was hurt at the beginning of the year. Then he had like that hamstring injury. They weren't sure about it. You know, there's this, he, he traveled to get looked at, was going to miss the whole year. But he's back and he, he's not up to that level yet, but he's had 200 yard receiving games already this year. And he's currently 16th in the league in PFF receiving grade. And both are in the top 25 in yards after catch per reception at over five, five yards after catch per, per reception. So that's worrisome. Um, I also feel like, it doesn't seem to matter who they throw in there in the backfield that they're getting decent running back production on offense. Even it's though the Sean McVay effect, it just... even though the run blocking is not all that good, so they're sixth by DVOA in rushing offense. Well, by DVOA they're eighth in adjusted line yards, so those seem to square up. But in PFF they're fourth in rushing grade, despite their run blocking grade being twelfth, and then by ESPN their run block win rate is eleventh. But overall their run game has been good. 
once again, it's almost it's kind of like yeah, the Rams or the Niners doesn't matter. Throw somebody in the backfield, and, and somehow we are going to do well. Somehow Throw we have some, coaching th- from the same tree, and we can't get that same effect. I don't understand it. It doesn't. Yeah. Somehow these other teams with the same system can just bring ro- rushing production out of nowhere, and the Packers couldn't can't buy yeah. a yard on offense running the football. Doesn't make sense. And, 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 and you know, if you play fantasy football, it's like give me one of those Niners or Rams running backs. Doesn't matter who they are. Exactly. Doesn't seem to matter ever. They could trot out anyone out there, but it is what it is. Uh, for me, the positive that I had, uh, or is there anything else you want to say about the Rams? No, nope, those are my two things. For me, the positive that I had is, you know, they've gotten some really nice contributions from rookie in general. Uh, everyone knows about Puka Nakua, obviously, and you already detailed how well he's been playing. Um, but Edge Byron Young, uh, third round pick this year, number zero, if you're looking for him on the screen, is top 20 in the league amongst edges in total pressures. Uh, and then he's 13th in the league in pressures on true pass sets amongst edges. So he's having a really nice year. Um, he was someone that I think the Packers took a look at in the pre-draft process, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then Steve Avila, um, second round pick this year, uh, has started every game for them at left guard. Um, he hasn't been amazing, uh, but he's had some nice games and he's had some some down games. I think he struggled last week against Dallas a little bit, but Dallas's pass rush is pretty formidable. Um, and he's had some good games otherwise, so there is that. But yeah, they're also a very young team. They're one of the youngest teams in the NFL, just like the Packers. Um, but they're getting some pretty immediate contributions from some of these young rookies, which I think is a testament to Sean McVay and how he prepares his team. Um, but yeah, those are the play nice sections uh, for this Rams team. Uh, they're a very solid team. I think they're better than people expected them to be, although they have kind of hit a skid a little bit here in this part, uh, portion of their schedule. Um, but, Dad, anything else you want to say nice about the Rams, or should we talk about some things that we might be nervous about specifically with how they match up against the Packers? Yeah, so some of that will actually be the nice for the Rams because they're not actually didn't pick the things that are necessarily as closely related to um, – at least some of what I had for their strengths. So here's what makes me Aaron Donald versus our interior pass blocking, run blocking, whatever you want to call. Yeah. So, you know, so basically mostly versus Josh Myers and John Runyon. Will they try to keep Donald away from Jenkins um, after the experience a couple of years ago where Jenkins kind of had his number, but I don't think that's going to be the case, but so Donald is still going strong, but is it like his 10th year in the league now? With the third best pass pass rush win rate for D linemen by ESPN, and the second best pass rush um, grade by PFF for defensive linemen, so his pass rushing is still his um, run defense grades are a little have dropped a little bit in the last couple of years versus what they were before. Kind of interesting about thinking about our how our pass protection against him inside is going to work. Runyon and Myers, ESPN has them as the number ten and number eleven pass blocking interior offensive linemen. By pass block win rate, I feel. I but do PFF feel like has Myers, Myers I, below. I was gonna say I do feel like Myers has been pretty decent pass blocking this year. It's just he'll whiff on run blocks, like the run blocking. Is just I don't know why. Is he's like? Does he get like like over his skis as it were when trying to drive up field and lose I think, his balance? I think that's a hundred percent. As opposed to just staying, he, he stays over his toes when he's in pass blocking and he doesn't have the right balance when he's run blocking. That's one possible explanation, but. But PFF has a very different story for the two of them. They have Myers as below average in true pass set, sets and Runyon right on average, as opposed to being like top 10, borderline top 10. So what's going to go on there is, all, you know, anytime you go against a guy like Aaron Donald, you'd be worried about what, what he's going to do to your offense. And then my second thing is, what is Green Bay's run defense? Is it a, what, what is it? They just had their best run D grade of the season by PFF. An excellent 85 against Minnesota. Now, Minnesota's run game has been say, terrible all year. Minnesota can't run the football is really what's happening there. Because if, if they're yeah. averaging two yards a carry versus us, <laughs> I, I can't imagine what they're doing against some of these I mean, other So teams. they probably had our game, that game last week, circled as a get-right game for their run game. I mean, it, it worked like other teams have done it. But uh, the, the Rams' run offense is good by most metrics. We've mentioned some of it already. So will an improvement – is there, is this improvement that we've seen from Green Bay on run D – Will it continue, or was it a mirage? Um, and just I know what I four, think. The Rams average four. <laughs> it cannot be touched or felt it's, or smelled or yeah, any way measured. I, I, I'm not and, and optimistic so my worry about is, the Packers' run defense. I'm just going to say that. 
Yeah, and and the Rams are 11th as a team in yards before contact per attempt per pro football reference. Um, And if the Packers fall behind the Rams, maybe the Rams will just never throw the ball again. That's the thing. Because the way the Packers have started some of these games, I don't believe they're going to have a lead coming into half. And I if sure Brett hope Rippin, they f- if Brett Rippin doesn't yeah. have to throw, then if, like if you were the Rams and you had a touchdown lead, would you ever let Brett Rippin drop back again? If you were the Rams and you weren't trailing, and it wasn't the fourth quarter, if unless you're trailing in the fourth quarter, I don't see why if you're the Rams, why you would even like really consider passing that this, heavily. Like obviously you have to pass a little bit, but they should just be able. This to could run be an rock. eight. This could be an eight eight pass attempt game. Yeah. I wouldn't. Bl- I wouldn't blame them either. If especially if it's working, which is why I think the Packers need to sell out a little bit to stop the run. But anyway, they should. They should be. If they're going light boxes on like gonna drive third and, crazy, third and five with Brett freaking ripping trying to throw. It's gonna of course, drive me crazy. We have we have concerns about our pass defense too. Why don't you say- take it away? I was going to say, I do have concerns about the pass defense. If Matthew Stafford was playing in this game, I think it would be a much bigger deal. Um, But at the same time, I am nervous about our secondary against their receivers. Uh, Packers potentially are going to be starting a secondary of Jair, Dolan Levitt, Jonathan Owens, Keyshawn Nixon, and Carrington Valentine. And And, Jair is clearly... Let's just mention about, yeah, Jair is is one Jair without without a back. Exactly. Jair's back is still messed up, as seen in the previous game against the Vikings. Um, he did not look himself. He hasn't really been practicing in full. I know he's not on the injury report, but I don't believe he's hundred percent. He just can't move the same out there with his back injury right now. If he can't go, it'd be Corey Ballantyne opposite Valentine, which, you know, if Jair can't go, I think this is easily the worst secondary in the league. I, I, I don't think it's close. Like you're starting undrafted, undrafted seventh rounder, special teamer, and another guy who's like just bounced around the league. So, yeah, it's not no good. Jair and no no Jair and no Ford. Yeah, woof woof. And the fact that we're like, wow, Ford's not going to play, and <laughs> and that's concerning. That's like that's how bad it already is. And so we're we're going down a level from that. Like we're going down a level from our best safety and probably our second best defensive back is a career special teamer who had never started at safety until this year. He's playing well. I'm not going to tell you he's not. Like, Rudy Ford's playing quite well. Like, way better than anyone should have reasonably expected. But the fact that we're, like, the the backups are even worse than that. Like, it's bad. It's not good. Um, and I, I think they probably go Levitt and Owens. They I would... I don't understand why you wouldn't give Anthony Johnson a shot because the whole thing this season is development. It's the whole reason you're probably playing Walker over nine minute points this this uh, season is you want to develop players for next year. I don't see what Levitt or Owens are giving out giving you out there that Johnson couldn't. I'm sorry, they're just not very good at safety, and honestly, in general, I'm sorry, but they're just they're just not that good. I, I would love to see Johnson. I don't understand why you wouldn't. But it, the last time that they didn't have Ford and Savage, they did go Owens and Levitt. So there's that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, what they'll be contending with, like you already talked about, is a very solid receiver room. Uh, since Cup's return, uh, the trio of Pukanakua, Cooper Cup, and Tutu Atwell have a median of 11.5 receptions for 201 yards uh, between them over the last four games. Uh, they struggled a lot against Dallas last week. I think they only totaled 80 yards, uh, but they dominated the other three matchups. And they also have a very high usage uh, with a median of 21 targets uh, per game amongst them. Now, obviously, all of that with the caveat that they're going to have Brett Rippon throwing on the ball instead of Matthew Stafford. And that might be the well, only at thing. Least we th- we expect so anyway. Yes. But that, yeah, it, be more worried than I am even right now if Stafford plays. Because even with Brett Rippon throwing on the ball, I'm concerned. I have a lot of concerns about those three going against the projected defensive lineup for the Packers. Um, that's the main thing that I am nervous about, though, in this game. Um, but, Dad, do you have anything else you're nervous about? Or do you want to start, you know, maybe giving ourselves some optimism and some hopefully not false hope? Let's see. What else am I nervous about? I'm, well, I'm nervous about our secondary. I'm nervous about our run defense. I'm nervous about our run offense. I'm nervous nervous about our pass protection. I'm nervous about our deep passing. Did I leave anything out? Here's the thing. 
are we really nervous about all of that? Because nervous kind of implies <laughs> nervous implies a sense of uncertainty. I'm not entirely uncertain. You are right. Nervous is maybe the wrong emotion. Yeah. Nervous is when you think you have a chance, but you're worried you might not. No, you're no, worried yeah. it might not come to fruition. Nervous as opposed might... to having just gloom and just just gloom and doom. Yeah, nervous might not be the right word because it it implies Maybe we need to change this section. Yeah. Things that I'm will nervous probably... about. I, I I I I I have a sense of impending doom about. Things that I am shorting on the Packers. <laughs> Things that I know are not going to go well. Um but yeah, so you know, we're all having fun here. It's such a great time to such a great time to be watching the Packers. But then you know, let's move... if we didn't have Gallus humor, we wouldn't have any humor at all. Yep. Let's move on though to some exploitable weaknesses of the Rams. Um and Dad, I'll throw it over to you. Uh what are some things that the Rams don't do well that the Packers could maybe try and take advantage of if they want to get a leg up in this game? Okay, so um the Rams pass blocking is subpar by several metrics. Um they give up the 14th most sacks per game, so they're kind of middle of the pack, and they're 17th by DVOA and adjusted sack rate. But they're also 27th by ESPN's pass block win rate and 30th in PFF's pass blocking grade. I think one of the things that's covered up a little bit of their pass blocking deficiencies is that Stafford is only pressured at the 18th highest rate by PFF. But I think likely in part because he's at the third fastest time to throw at 2.92 seconds in the league. Um, now he's now Stafford when he's playing, he's just middle of the pack, um, in terms of yards per attempt under pressure 20th. That's a little like kind of bottom third actually, but he's seventh in yards per attempt when kept clean. And, and that changes from, um, his, his PFF passing grade is fourth in the league when, uh, when he's kept clean and then drops to 19th in the league when he's under pressure goes from 91 to 52. Brett rip. So if you get pressure on Stafford or Rams general, it has effects, but Rippin is a massive downgrade from Stafford. That's a that's um, a real hot take you got right there. Yeah, well, so let's just see how bad it gets for them if we can get any pressure. So in 2020, Rippin's PFF grade under pressure, or no, yeah, it's 34.7. And in 2022, it was 36.4. Now, it does look like Rippin gets rid of the ball quickly, like Stafford, but the results are bad. Um, under pressure, he's got zero in his career, zero TDs and four interceptions with a clean pocket. He still has four interceptions, but he's got four touchdowns. That's not bad. <laughs> so that's a big, that's a big improvement. And his yards per attempt go down from 6.3 went clean to 4.3 under pressure. Um, for comparison, Stafford splits are 8.1 when kept clean and six yards per attempt when pressured. So compare that his yards per attempt went under pressure almost as high as Rippins when he he's not under pressure, so not great, not great, Bob. So yeah, so that I think their pass blocking is actually not that great, and Rippin has a history of being bad under pressure. Yeah, and my thing that I think is an exploitable weakness kind of ties right into, um, you know, if if they can get Brad Rippin under pressure. And the thing that I was going to focus on was backup right tackle. Uh, assuming Havenstein can't go again. I know he is questionable, but he had not practiced at all this week and he didn't play last week either. Um, last week it was Joe Noteboom uh, playing for the injured Havenstein. Uh, and he gave up four pressures in a sack uh, at right tackle. Usually he is a guard, but he has been their backup right tackle. Um, so he played and gave up four pressures in a sack in this last game. And then he played right tackle once before he had to fill in in 2021. And he gave up three pressures, a hit in a sack. Uh, so for those of you keeping score at home, um, he's averaging three and a half pressures allowed, a sack allowed, um, and uh, about a half a hit allowed. So he's letting people get through on that right side. You'd imagine they're going to give him some help uh, over there at tight end with Higby probably chipping a lot and maybe keeping the running back in to help. But I think, you know, Gary should be licking his lips on that right tackle side and, and should be able to cause a lot of problems, I think. It's like, yeah, meme of the guy standing behind the tree, rubbing, rubbing his yeah, hands rubbing together. Yeah, rubbing his hands together. He's excited, yes. But I think that's the biggest exploitable weaknesses. That that backup right tackle really struggled against Dallas last week, and he's not a tackle. Like, they're playing a guard at tackle. You should be able to smoke him, assuming Havenstein is not playing. Um, I, I do think it would be funny, though, if after this entire preview, where we're assuming Havenstein's not playing and we're assuming Stafford's not playing, that they just both end up playing in both this play. game and just throw everything out. It doesn't even matter. We get smoked by 20. But, hey, optimistic view. Optimistic view. Uh, yeah, just take a rest. Just take the take the game off. You need you can... to think 
you need to think long term, big pictures. Um, exactly. You can Stafford probably have, have it's only a three. It's only a three point spread with the Packers at home, and they're playing Brett Rippin. I didn't even think about that. We're only favored by three against probably Brett Rippin in Lambeau in November. Right. So you know, it's like a, we're we're even with Brett Rippin on a neutral field. That's horrifying. <laughs> That's so that's, bad. That's our that's our level that. of play right now. Is yeah, we're 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 the equivalent of Brett Rippon on, on a neutral field. That's so awful. Oh my <laughs> goodness. And they're not wrong. That's the thing. They're not wrong. That's how we bad we're talking we've about been. this after last game. Is like, do we feel like really confident that we are for sure going to win any game left on this slate? It's hard. It's hard to be confident after the way you've seen them play the last three. It's not just like I was. I think I was either the last podcast or when we were talking afterwards. It was like. They're not the worst offense in the league. They're not the worst defense in the league. But somehow they find a way to lose these stupid games week after week. And it's just so taxing on the psyche. Um, yeah, it's just that eventually somebody is going to make a mistake. Yeah. Not and eventually. It's everywhere. It's, you're, saying, it's, it, it per- <laughs> you're saying eventually like we have to Okay, wait. eventually. <laughs> they were in the wrong routes on the, like a on long the, time. They were in the wrong routes on the third play of the game. Like, like they're, they're out there not running the routes on an RPO on the third play of the they game. Did, Don't say no, eventually. They know like, what the play was. It, it's, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad that was in the scripted part of the the, the game plan where they knew it, where they'd worked on it all week. Yeah, it's that's it's crazy. But, but, uh, but I do think, yeah. like, so, so they, are point, young, they are Everybody's going to learn what they're supposed to do at the same point. It's just like, you know, it just takes until week 10 or 11 yeah, or 9. It's where possible. all of a sudden, everybody has figured out the playbook. It's 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 not impossible. I think it's not for lack of, I I think you agree with me that it's not for lack of physical ability. For the most part, I think the line there, there's a lack of physical ability there. Like, you know, Runyon is not the quickest. Myers is not, has not been the quickest, especially like getting off his spot and hasn't always been the strongest. It gets, and I, you know when they have to play Newman, I think there's a clear physical limitation there. I, well, I, let's I don't think, I'm sure hoping we don't end up with Newman versus Don, Donald. You mean Donald? Donald. And honestly, Donald. Donald Donald might be able to slip by him. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, and then you know Walker's fine, but I think there's like clear physical limitations there. I, I don't. I think for, I see what you're saying, but I think there are places on this roster where there there is a lack of physical talent at times. Um, but yeah, so. For the most part, there are some exploitable weaknesses for the Rams. Let's get back on track here. Um, but, Dad, let's talk about what we hope the Packers do in terms of approach in this game. What are you feeling for in this game? So I really hope the Packers completely – we have to like completely change their identity right now, but to get off to a fast start. Right now they're dead last in first half points per game at 4.1. Um, and the Rams points. are – I know, whatever. And and they've been lucky to get some of those points, to be honest. Yeah, they had to get rescued for three of them. Yeah, at least. Um, just in the last, just, just in the last, in the last game, game. Yes, they had to get rescued. Where they had the they had the miss, and they got a second chance at it. Yep. Um, and then the Rams are are nineteenth in the league with eleven points per first half. Not great, but still, that's a touchdown lead. Um, at ha- it would be a touchdown lead at halftime. So I think they. I want to see them get more aggressive. I think one of the things, like the, the doldrums, do something to get the players in a more aggressive um, mindset, instead of reactive. Get so pressure ripping with blitzes, extra rushers, etc. He's shown that he'll make mistakes under pressure um, and go up tempo on offense in the, from the beginning of the game. Don't wait until you're behind. Where okay, now we'll go up tempo. Now we'll go no huddle, and now we look like a competent offense. But we wait until we're behind two touchdowns. So I'd like to see them actually try an opening drive with up-tempo and maybe even some no-huddle. They need to have a spark so they don't start off passive all the time. It's not even somebody even asking for, like, scheme difference. I want an attitude difference. They they seem like, yeah, they, they seem like they don't, I don't, they, I don't know what they practice when they practice the opening script. Like, I, you know I'm not what sure what's really, going on there. I, I didn't think about this as much, but the more the week has gone by, the more damning I think Zach Tom's comments were of the whole offense. Just, we're not ready to play. Yeah. He said of the it's whole like, team, we're not ready to play. Holy, right. Well, yeah, so there's the whole team. It's like, holy crap. Whose job is that? 
who should be getting the team ready to play? Yeah, Ugh. I mean, they're they, and it's easy to see. They're coming out flat. Oh, anybody with eyes can yeah. see they're not ready to play at the beginning of the game. We, it's like one mistake after another. We didn't need Zach Tom to tell us that. Like we we could see it on the field. They're not ready to play every single week, and it's it's getting it's almost it's getting worse every week. Is the thing we keep waiting for them to bounce back. We keep waiting for them to play with like more fire. You thought last week coming off back to back really tough losses and playing a division rival at home, you thought you know they'd get up for that game. They didn't get up for that game at all. Like it, it's it's bad. It's bad and. What I hope the Packers do in this game is just have an aggressive defensive game plan. Um, if you don't get pressure, there's no way anyone on this back end is sticking with these receivers for the Rams. I'm sorry, but they just they don't have the horses back there. If they're not, if Rippin's allowed to sit back there and hold the ball, they're just they're never going to get a stop. And maybe Rippin doesn't even throw it much this game. But I I just I can't bear to watch them drop nine in coverage again and still not cover guys wide open in the middle of the field like they did with Hawkinson last week. Like, they're rushing two guys, dropping nine, doing whatever they can to cover that space, and he's still wide open. And, like, it's just... I would rather send nine than drop nine, to be honest. Because I feel like at send that nine. point... Send nine and leave two. Am I, am leave I two wrong? In coverage. Would you, wouldn't you... I Obviously, I'm being facetious, but, like, I would... I'm Maybe I'm not, because... Dropping nine, there's, there's, you're not doing anything. You're not covering anyone. It's just you're just standing around back there. It's, it's, it's not very fun right now. Um, but yeah, a more aggressive game plan. We talked about how Rippin has struggled under pressure. Um, we, I mean, Rippin isn't that good to begin with. Obviously, it's going to come back to bite me. You can clip that sound if you would like. But <laughs> oh, I look, mean, he's completed his first fifteen passes. Yeah, I know, right? It's going to be, like, all wide open over the middle, especially if Quay can't play. I don't think McDuffie hasn't been terrible, but, um, but yeah. Uh, anything else uh, that you hope the Packers do in this game, Dad, or do you want to move? There was one thing I was actually initially typing. I think I, I was looking up these stats, and I was initially going to be like, I want them to run more, like run the ball more, because uh, Adam Stenovich, uh, they asked him, like, why it's been difficult getting the run game going. And did you see what he said about this? What Stenovich said? What he said was... That oh, that like, we're always behind. He said it's difficult to get the run going when we're down 24-3. to And it's like, dude, like, you're not If you down. did 24-3, you should have had, like, at least three, you should have three possessions. But it's, that, no, it's not even that. When has that ever happened? When have they ever been down that much besides the Lions game? Like, the, the Broncos game was, like, a one-score game the whole game. The Raiders game was tight the whole game. The Vikings game was like a one to two score game. Almost the whole game was like a, and every single one of these games has been single digits at half. So I don't know what games he's looking at, but anyway, but actually I did find something interesting. They're actually like near the bottom of the league in neutral pass rate, which is really surprising to me. They're like 24th in neutral pass rate around the Rams the are no, the Packers. Oh, the Packers are, are like Oh, neutral. Oh, neutral. neutral it's just that they're so instead of saying we're just never in neutral, neutral, uh, that's, probably also fair we're probably not in a lot of neutral but this is like this was per rbsdm.com i think they were 24th in neutral pass rate which is win probabilities between 20 and 80 percent on early downs um so they're they're running the ball they just can't run the ball i guess it's the problem they can't, they can't run block so yeah. it's not that they're abandoning the run which i thought because i had a whole thing written up about how i wanted them to run the ball more but like you look at the numbers and they are trying to run the ball. It's just, they just can't. So it's like, it happens, but the Rams run defense is very poor. So maybe they'll be able to run the ball. Right. We've said that a few times. And, and and they're tackling. I was just looking at this fifth worst in the league. Mm, The Rams. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's encouraging. They have a very young defense and they've gotten, like we talked about some good contributions from some of these young players, but they're pretty green as well as a team. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. And they haven't exactly played a murderer's row of run defenses and have struggled to run the ball still all season. So it is what it is. Um, but dad, let's when move we could on. really run the ball against the Raiders. That was the, was that, that was when pretty, we should have known? That was, that was pretty discouraging. We probably, we probably should have known. It's, or the Broncos it, can run pre- against. Bro- <laughs> it's crazy how everything flipped at that Lions game, isn't it? Because coming into that Lions game, I was like, 
I was like, okay, like you beat the crap out of the Bears. You should have beaten the Falcons. You came back tough against the Saints. Uh, we could play the Lions pretty close. Like they they lost to the Seahawks with no tackles. They they beat a Chiefs team, but like barely without some of their best players. And then you come into the Lions game and you just get your face kicked in. And it has been. Are we still? Do we still have hangover from that Lions game? I don't know, but it's been straight downhill ever since. Really, it's been like straight downhill since the fourth quarter of the Falcons game, for the offense at least. Uh, but we've yeah. had one good quarter, one good quarter, maybe two. The, are you saying just the fourth quarter of the Saints game? I think that yeah, probably yeah. right. The, the third quarter of the Lions game when the when it was way out we, of reach. We, well, we had did. two touchdowns in that one. Exactly, yeah. So you can say maybe, but that game was pretty much iced and. I was pretty much done, but yeah, I, I feel like since ice, that Lions game, baby. since that Lions game, they've just been lost. They've been so lost. And I remember I was excited coming into that game, but whatever. Um, let's move on to our next section, though, Dad, which is don't take your eye off that guy, um, which are players that we think will either be standouts or players that we think their performance will be kind of the turning point in the game. Like if they have a good game, the Packers will win. If they have a bad game, the Packers will lose. Uh, I don't mind leading this off here. For me, I had Keyshawn Nixon. Um, slot corner for the Packers, if you didn't know. Um, Cooper Cup has played 52.5% of his snaps in the slot this season, according to PFF. And since Cooper Cup's return, Puka Nakua has played 39% of his snaps in the slot uh, per PFF. So the two best receivers are taking a lot of snaps in the slot, and that's going to be pretty much Keyshawn's entire assignment. So good luck. You've got, you got this guy, my guy. You got this. It's That's uh, that's so tough for him, though. He's going to be well, so he's like the, He's like the last last starter left healthy. Among the corners. Yeah, yeah it's true. I, I, but that's such a tough matchup for him, don't you think? Like, he, he'd have to play out of his oh, mind. Oh, both of them. Yeah, to have to, to, have to like, essentially switch and, from and guarding they, one And I the think other. their style's a little different, too, but yeah. They're, they're kind of similar, but yeah. But, I mean, Cooper Cup's better, but I don't know if I'm really blowing anyone's mind saying that one. But, yeah, it's that's such a tough matchup for him. And he's going to have to... He doesn't need to be perfect. I think just don't get destroyed yeah. out there. You're just going to... He's going to have the toughest Are they both significantly match. taller than Keyshawn? Uh, Cup definitely is. Cup is bigger than you realize. Uh, I don't yeah, remember. Cup is, a, Cup is more of a big size. slot, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'll vamp a little. You can say what you're going to say, and I'll, I'll go I'll on to mine. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at one. So I'm picking Elton Jenkins to keep an eye on, especially if he and Donald match up um, uh, during the game. He just had his best so best game of the year in pass by far in pass blocking against Minnesota. So he's kind of struggled through the year, and he's had to and kind of down by his standards. And we've been thinking it's you could possibly attribute that to the knee injury he had that he rushed back from the MCL um, strain. So against Minnesota, his PFF pass blocking grade was 91.2. And his best of the season before that was only 71. So it's a huge improvement. So maybe he's getting healthy, getting his feet under him, ready to play better. And he has completely frustrated Aaron Donald in the past. So I want to keep an eye on that matchup. That could be really interesting. Um, what's going on there? Yeah, and for reference, I just looked it up. Keyshawn is five ten two hundred, uh, but both Puka and Cooper Cup are about six two two hundred. So they both got okay. almost. I thought they might be on. about. I thought they both have like four inches on them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough assignment, but they're they're going to need to have him at least hold up like and give him help too. Like I know it's hard to give help in the slot, but uh, that's yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, anything else you wanted to say about, uh, Elton before we move or Keyshawn before we move on to our overtime where we just kind of say what else is on our mind for this game? Not too much. I think it's going to be, those are the ones I'm going to keep it the most eye on, I guess, or, or maybe we'll see who's going to be roaming the middle in terms of like keeping an eye on, um, picking off Rippon. Cause I think it, he might, I, don't, I haven't looked to see like ours, ours, Career interceptions, they mostly over the middle. Where has he actually thrown them? It'd be, I, I wish I knew um, whether it'd be like sort of the middle linebacker should be watching and keep it the safety. Keep an eye on him because he's going to give away where his throw is going to go. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to our overtime, though, where we kind of just talk about a few things that we haven't gotten a chance to discuss yet. Uh, Dad, any last things that you wanted to tack on in this overtime? Yeah, so this kind of goes into things. I, I so Rams are not all that good in defending wide receiver ones and wide receiver twos. They're 19th in the league in defending. So this is by DVOA on FTN fantasy, um, breaking down the um, past coverage grades, depending on which wide receiver it is. So wide receiver one 
they're only 19th in the league in defending them. And wide receiver two, they're 23rd in the league in defending the uh, team's number two wide receiver. And then they're only 30th in covering tight ends by DVOA. So maybe, maybe the Packers can get Watson and Dobbs and Musgrave all going. And they're also, the Rams are also especially poor covering the middle of the field. Um, where they are 24th in the league at defending the middle portion of the field. So maybe we can get some seam um, routes for Musgrave, go up the middle, or some crossing routes for Dobbs or um, I, Watson. You, I know we have – I, I is there any chance that can – I, Can I add something on Musgrave real quick? Don't you feel like his usage has been super weird the last, like, two to three weeks? I feel like it's just been all quick outs – and him just getting slammed in the back, like just two yards. It's the Robert Tunyon's. They are. They're 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 throwing it to him like they think he's George Kittle or something. He's going to like break five tackles on the way downfield, even if his helmet's ripped off. Yeah, and that's it's like, not his game. His game is, you know, should be a field stretcher he, and a seam threat. But they're just yeah. not. I feel like they're never using him there. They, they seem to think he's some kind of you know, yak tackle breaking monster. And he's and more of a they, they finesse, once, run downfield at speed and get open. They hit him once in the middle of the field in that Vikings game for a first down, if I remember correctly. But, you know, for all the hype that he had in the offseason, I feel like he's just not getting used that much. Like, his speed is not being capitalized as much as it could be. But at the same time, they no. tried to in the beginning of the season, and they kept missing it. So they, They've been missing him in the middle of the seam. So, uh, yeah, I'm asking for them to throw to him in a place that they have not been able to complete. But, you know... Sometimes desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, it couldn't and get I'd worse. like to see some plays where yeah, I'd like to see Watson get a chance for some for some run after the catch. They um, haven't ran have, They haven't ran an end around to him in maybe once this year, maybe maybe twice. I mean, to be fair, Early. none of their outside those, runs go. None of their outside runs go anywhere. Right. So those because they've kind of been failing too. Yeah, it's it's hard because it's like, okay, we'd like to see them use these players this way, and then you look back and it's like, okay, when they do that, it's never worked. So I don't know. I don't know. It's like things that should be decent like opportunities for their skill sets and things that we've seen work well in the past. And it's just nothing yeah. is good right but, now. But the, but the Rams are bad. They're better covering the – except they're not so good on the left. There's one side they're worse than the other. Um, I forget if it was there. There, so it depends. I guess it's who the corner is. Um, I should have looked up. Like they should be targeting that guy. Um, one side they're worse than the other, and they're not good at uh, covering the the middle of the field. So let's throw it to where they're bad. How's that? Let's throw hot, it to let's throw it to where their defenders right are bad. Yeah. Um, the thing that I want. I've throw got. In... I've got. Yeah. Why? Why am I not in charge? Let's throw it to where their bad defenders are. I got it all figured out. Honestly, it couldn't be going worse. Why not? You know. Um, for me, the thing that I wanted to add on was Tutu Atwell. I mentioned him very briefly, um, but I just wanted to tack him on here because he can fly. Uh, 43940, according to mockdraftable.com. No one on the Packers has that kind of speed in the secondary, except for Jair, who is not playing healthy and clearly can't move as well with a back injury, which is to be expected. It's yeah. not his fault. So, so our three fastest defenders, I think, the secondary. Are all hurt, yes. Savage, yeah, Jair, Stokes. Stokes, Savage. Yep. All the all the sub all the four three guys. Yeah, and Levitt specifically runs a four five six. I like if I have to watch Levitt trying to chase two two Atwell down the field, that's going to be a nightmare. Carrington Valentine runs a four 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 if I remember correctly. Keyshawn I couldn't find a forty four, and then Rudy uh, Rudy Ford is fast. He's probably won't gonna, not going to play though. Is the the but issue? Then, yeah, but so if he doesn't yeah so he doesn't play that's right. So Ford is probably Valentine runs a four four four. Owens, I couldn't find a time for. Um, actually, no, his was like mid four, four, mid to high four fours, if I remember correctly. And then Nixon, I couldn't find a time for. Um, but yeah, so could be bad. Is all I'm going to say. I'm I'm worried about that speed over the top against our safeties, especially when the Packers have been playing a ton of like middle field closed, like cover three, and just one guy to cover that much space against a team that's way faster than you, just concerns me. Um, but yeah, so that was the thing that I wanted to touch on in this one. Uh, but dad, do you want to move on to the bottom line? Um, why don't you go ahead first? I'm, I'm just doing a little bit to see if I have any more, uh, testing numbers. Yeah. That I've looked um, up in the past. So why don't you go with your, uh, bottom line first? Yes. Yeah, so bottom line, just kind of 
simplifying it down to a one take. Um, the Rams win if blank. For me, uh, the Rams win if the Packers keep playing how they have been. And, you know, pretty much I feel like they'd have to do a complete 180 from the way that they've been approaching these games. And they've talked a bit about, you know, changing how they're going to go Wednesday to Saturday. And that's kind of the, the inverse. And we'll talk about what what would have to happen for the Packers to win. But that's mine. You know, if the Packers keep playing like they've played the last three games, they're going to lose again this weekend. I feel like it's that simple. Dad, the Rams win if blank. So, I think it's just if Stafford plays. Even if he doesn't. I think that, I think that right. I, I, I was going to say, that maybe that's all they need, but they could still win without him. He, he's not essential, but I think he would be sufficient for the Rams to win. But they could still win even if he doesn't play. It's not a either or. It's just like, yeah, if the Stafford if Stafford plays, I don't see how the Packers are winning this game the way they, the way they've been playing lately. I've been like, I'm getting a little. I've been picking the Packers every game so far this season. I know you have, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, but if the if the Packers lose this game on Sunday against the Rams, does everyone still have their job on Monday? I don't think they'll fire anybody unless they like lose out through the Panthers game. You don't think? You don't think? You think they're gonna? Everyone involved is gonna make it through? Not even like a coordinator firing or a rearranging of job titles. I mean, I know we've said it every time. It's like, wow, losing to the Raiders would be terrible. Wow, losing to the Broncos would be terrible. But losing to Brett Rippon in Lambeau, that would be pretty freaking bad. Although all of these have been pretty bad, so it's hard to, you know, I don't know. That was just something I wanted to bounce off of you. But I would be, I, I would be, let's say I'd be pleasantly surprised if they do it. How's that? I just don't have much confidence that they that this would be bad enough by their definition to you can make tell, a big change. You can tell where our heads are at because we're talking about planning for if the if slash when the Packers lose, what happens Monday. I wouldn't really care. I would not be pleasantly surprised because I don't think it's going to change anything. I don't think there is any one person that you could get rid of that would fix the problems that this team has right now. I think they just kind of need to keep going through it, unfortunately. Um, you but know that, what I think would make the biggest improvement to this team in terms of uh, coaching personnel? We talked about this last, uh, I think it was last, last podcast. I don't know who had what. Stenovich back in charge of O-line. That's all he does. They did that They did that last year, and I don't know why they haven't done it this year. I mean, the line has the line has not been as bad as it was at the beginning of last year. It's actually been okay. I, I The line hasn't been good, but I don't think the line is the biggest part of their problems. I don't know. But there's still mental errors in the line, missed assignments. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that's like, that's every position. So I don't even know if that's a butt kiss issue. So I'm not sure. Um, but dad, let's move on. Uh, let's finish up the bottom line. Packers win if blank. What do you got? So I have, if they can pressure the Rams into turnovers and not turn it over themselves. So because... As I wrote, right now, I don't feel like we can play offense well enough or shut teams down on defense well enough to win a game without some high-variance plays going our way. Yeah. We're gonna so maybe they like- need like, to win the turnover battle or get a you know, blocked – they run that blocked field goal block all the way back la- for a touchdown. We got a blocked kick last game. Yeah, we needed, <laughs> but we needed to run it back for a touchdown because, you know, Apparently. we got out of that blocked field goal. Like two yards. Bupkis. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely. But I mean, nothing. like in terms of points. Yeah, I know. No, I know. I agree. I yeah. We got we got a little bit of field position. So we change. need to have a high very. We need to have some high variance plays go our way. I feel like I, that's that's where I'm at right now with this team. I agree. They need to have some bounces of the ball. Uh, for me, what you I know said, this though, game is going to be like. What was it? The Jets Giants where there were like what 24 punts in that game. Yeah. Was it something like something yeah. crazy like that? And the Giants just handed the game away at the end for no reason. This yep. game could be similarly um, yeah, terrible, aesthetically. Well, terrible. we were joking about like what's going to be worse: Packers Rams with Brett Rippon this weekend, or Raiders Jets primetime the next weekend with Aiden O'Connell and Zach Wilson. Amazing. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, for me, I think the Packers win if. The in-week changes they made, so they've tr- they're trying apparently more competitive periods, more individual work with the rookies. Um, if any of that actually makes an impact, I'm not holding my breath, uh, but I think that is maybe an avenue for them to not be playing quite as disconnected as they have the past uh, few weeks. 
Um, but dad, let's finish things up here. Score prediction. What do you got? So it's the first, first time this year. I think I'm not picking the Packers and I'm picking 13, nine Rams. A truly ugly game where I think it's probably like three, nothing at halftime. There's, you should have included some weird score, some scoregami with like a safety or two in there. Cause well, it's true. Well, it's, 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 it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, is that a touchdown is that actually... and a safety? A touchdown and a safety for the for the Packers. For, for the Packers. It's not. It's and, not a um, touchdown and three safeties for the Rams. Was, was wasn't what you were thinking for this one? It's a it's a touchdown, a two point conversion, a safety, and a field goal. Oh man, uh, I got twenty <laughs> to thirteen. I got twenty to thirteen Rams. Um, I I just I'm just gonna pick against the Packers this week. I. I don't feel good about it, but maybe I, I should just... doing the pack. I'll start. Maybe it'll turn out I'll be doing the Packers a favor by not picking them anymore. The reverse jinx. You never know. They're like, stop picking us. <laughs> I, I should yeah. be, I'm starting about getting hate mail. It's like, why do you keep picking the Packers? It's clearly your fault. Yes, it is all on you, 100. percent But anyway, yep. Thank you, listeners, so much for listening to this one preview for the Packers Rams game this coming Sunday. Uh, don't forget about daylight savings, or you'll be an hour early. Uh, especially don't want to be an hour early for that Europe game at 6 a.m. Don't want to be waking up at 5 a.m. That sounds kind of miserable. Uh, but again, once again, thank you so much for listening. If you like what that, you're that, hearing that's, today. That's 6 a.m. California time That's true. you that's listeners true. out there. Yes. Uh, but for those of you listening, come give us a follow on Twitter, at FatherSonPacker. Like we said, tweet out stats we find interesting, when we have new podcasts, articles we find interesting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, you can even find all our episodes on YouTube. We put them there as well. And if you subscribe to us there, we'd really appreciate it. It would really help our numbers. Thanks again for listening. We'll be doing a post game after this game on hopefully, hopefully after a win, fingers crossed. And uh, we'll be doing two episodes a week for the rest of the year. And then an episode a week during the off season. We hope you come back. Hope you keep listening. And until next time, go pack, go. Go pack, go. <laughs>